Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Cameron Crow. Cameron bowls collegiately at St. Ambrose University. Cameron, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for making some time for us. You know, uh, collegiate bowling, I mean, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. And St. Ambrose University, you guys have had an absolutely incredible season so far. When we look at your guys' tournament performance, I mean, we were talking six wins, winning almost every single tournament that you guys have participated in, lowest finishes and second all season. So what do you attribute such an amazing amount of success to this year? Um, I attribute that to the guys, just like buying in, trusting the process. Um, down here, uh, we have a we have one main uh, goal to go after. Um, we always trust the process. I uh, we're all fighting together. We all know our roles. Um, and we all like each other. I mean, I mean, obviously, but the team chemistry is out of this world, and and we all bond and we we share the same goals and, and compassion to this game, and we all buy in and listen. And Eric's a great guy and a great coach and he really guides us and helps us to succeed and um i'm very happy i mean luckily for me because uh after columbia i had the, the foot injury so i didn't even bowl first semester so it was that was all the guys i just came back um in january for the kegel so that was that was all the guys first semester i and i attribute that to them that was all their hard work and dedication well, talk a little bit about that. What exactly happened there, foot injury? We know, I mean, there's a lot of people, Norm Duke. I mean, some of these, the great players have had some different types of uh, foot injuries over the years that have been very debilitating as far as bowling goes. Uh, what, what happened to you and how did it happen and, and, and what was your recovery like? And talk a little bit about that. Um, so it kind of happened uh, around like September-ish. Uh, I was going to go get the uh, surgery then because I just couldn't walk on my foot. I was having to take like, <laughs> this doesn't sound good, but like a, like six ibuprofen every time I touch the ball, like if I was for a tournament or something. But like when I was practicing a couple ibuprofen here and there, just just trying to like, you know, I didn't want to stop bowling. But then I was like, all right, I, this this is like unbearable. It was like a bone spur that happened, mm. so I got that done. And then after that, there was a a wart that happened under the foot, and that hurt more than the bone spur. So I ended up getting mm. surgery there, and um, I was cleared to go like right after the like right after the Warhawk which is unfortunate, but, um, yeah, I mean, my guys just stuck in there for me. They all, they all bought in, they all trusted each other and I couldn't be more thankful for them. And that's why we're, I think we're such a good team because I don't think I'm needed. I don't think Nathan, who's might win player of the year is like needed. I don't think, I think we all buy into the process so much that no matter what eight guys we put out there to go fight for us, I think they're, they're capable of, you know, putting up some big scores and putting up some big numbers because of the cohesion. So like Steve mentioned, you guys are crushing it this year. You you have, you know, like you said, looking at your roster, you guys have a very deep team, and I'm seeing, you know, you're a junior, Nate's a senior, you got some seniors, you got a mixed in, the freshmen and sophomores. How do you keep the younger guys maybe motivated if maybe they're not bowling a lot, or how do you keep those younger, and how are you passing along 
what you guys as upperclassmen have been able to learn and, and some of the successes you guys are having there so that when you guys are gone, it, you leave your mark on the program that way in the, and you guys pass the baton to the, uh, to the younger uh, athletes on the team? Um, it feels crazy to say I'm an upperclassman. I feel like I haven't been here that long, but while I'm a junior, um, it, uh, we just share the knowledge that us upperclassmen got when we were freshmen and sophomores here. I mean, everybody really helps each other. Um, uh, I believe that at practice, we, we fight as one. We, we, they have goals they set out, especially the freshmen and sophomores, as well as the juniors and seniors. And we, uh, and we just try to pass along any knowledge they ask for. And then they help us more than they think as well. I believe uh, their fight, their will to win, they don't have to be bowling in order to know what role they have on this team and how big of a role everyone plays on this team, from varsity to the JV guys, to the JV2 guys, bring up the energy, bring up the spirits, uh, help us in practice, uh, because they know they're going to be there one day. And I'm just thankful for them as well. I just think that we just have such a good family here that um, it's just a great place to be. And, and even though you, you know, I mean, you mentioned Nate, I mean, Nate Stubler, he's got, you know, he had just right off of a, a great performance at, at the team USA trials. He was runner up for the U S amateur and, you know, you guys do both play on the same side of the lane. I know your games are different, but I got to assume maybe that helps too as well, just in terms of understanding and, and kind of reading ball reaction from the left. Do you have some other lefties on the team as well, or is it, is it just you uh, two for the, um, for us, for the eight of us that are on the varsity roster, it's myself, Nate Stubler, and Jordan Monin. And um, mm-hmm. Jordan, Jordan's a great bowler. Um, he 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 he's completely different from myself and Nathan. Um, mm-hmm. And he also doesn't like me and Nathan. Not just bowl college together, but every single doubles tournament or even singles tournament we can find, or not we can find, but like we we're able to do if the schedule allows it. Uh, we go and bowl it. So like we see each other's games for the last three years and they're like, so now we know our, our games in and out and he's helped me so much. I mean, he's my best friend. He just helped me more than anybody could have asked for. Uh, he just does it out of the kindness of his heart. It's not, he wants me to succeed and I want him to succeed just as much as I do. I mean, we, we fight as a family. We, we bowl as a family and same with Jordan. I, I believe Jordan is one of the, when, when he strikes, man, it's, it's, <laughs> it goes in a roll and it doesn't seem like he stops for a long time. So, I think uh, we have a pretty good trio of lefties that not a lot of uh, uh, teams in the country can really boast about, and I, I'm really proud of that. Um, Eric's just done a great job of recruiting and getting us better, so I really do appreciate that. Can you talk about winning that gold medal? And you're one, You have one gold and one bronze at the 2021 Pan Am Bowling Elite Championships. What was that like, and, and what sort of experience was it for you representing our country and, and bowling uh you know, taking your, your skills outside of the United States? Uh, it was a dream. I mean, um, ever since I was a kid, I mean, once I heard about Team USA and I heard that anyone could qualify for it, I'm like, all right, let's go try it. Um, and and luckily enough, in 2020, I was uh, fortunate and grateful enough to uh, be the USA Amateur Champion. And I was like, all right, I mean, I'm the youngest one on the team, so what are the odds I actually travel? Slim to none. But I was just looking forward to the experience and just being able to be uh, called on Team USA. Um, and then Brian gave me the call, and I was like, oh, my God, is this like a prank or something? Uh, <laughs> but I was just I was just very thankful, and I was like, all right, let's go to Columbia. Didn't didn't bowl as great as I wanted to in the singles and doubles portion. Um, couldn't really figure it out. Um, but we learned, and uh, Matt Russo was there with me. And uh, actually all the guys, really, but Matt really helped me 
um, try to understand the lane a lot better. Um, and he obviously crushed me, won the all-around goal. Uh, obviously, our games are completely different. Like, he throws it a lot slower. Uh, he he looks down the lane, uh, gets his hook from down the lane. I try to get my hook a little earlier. Uh, but he just helped me try to see how the lane was, and that really helped me a lot going out through, throughout the week. And um, winning that bronze with my team was just – I was like, oh, my God, like, I won a medal, like, outside of the country. Not a lot of people could say that, and that was just a dream come true. And then winning the gold as a team was just a blessing in itself as well. Uh, just to say I was a part of that with those five other guys. Uh, those are my guys for life now, so I, I really do thank them. And you're on Junior Team USA for this year as well, right? How's the uh, schedule looking for that? Did they announce uh, – I'm sure they don't select the team members for the events, but they announced the full events or the, the schedule right now. I know it's been – kind of a weird last couple of years as far as scheduling tournaments and what's going to be moved when and where and what's going on and how much stuff we have to kind of play by ear now. But how's that looking for you? Uh, yeah, so for junior team, um, I've been on it. This will be my third year on it. Unfortunately, the last two years, we wouldn't we weren't able to travel, which is uh, really unfortunate, especially for the guys that made junior team and weren't able to make it this year. I feel really bad for them. Um, but this year, uh, there is a IBF World Championships, I believe. Uh, it's in Sweden, and I believe it's mm. June 20th through the 29th. Um, mm. Four guys and four girls go to it, and that's the only tournament they have on the schedule. So out of 18 bowlers uh, on the guy's side and 18 on the girl's side, unfortunately only four people get to travel. But um, hopefully, I mean, if I'm gracious enough, they'll, they'll be able to pick me. Uh, but what I'm really looking forward to is a camp, getting getting able to work with Kelly and Andy and uh, Coach Shady and, and Coach Kearney. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that mm. as well because that's just a – you heard the coaches there. You know the success and accolades they have. They can really improve my game and hopefully take it to the next level. Yeah, when it comes to working with those names you've mentioned, which they're all great coaches, how do you – do you pick a little bit of nuggets from each of them or how do you – and then you have your coach there who you're working with. You guys are doing so great too. So how do you use what information you get from each of them or how does how does you, how do you, how do you handle that? Um, I try and get a little bit from everybody. I mean, everybody sees the game differently. Uh, that's why this uh, sport is so great. Um, not There's not just one way to do something, you know? So how people see it, like I try to see it through different people's eyes and see what try to work best for me. Obviously, I'm going to try everything, but obviously I'm a human, so everything doesn't really work out the way I planned it to or the way they planned it to, um, which is unfortunate. But at the same time, like you, now you know what works and what doesn't. Um, so I try to learn everything from everybody. Obviously, their accolades are, you know, untouchable. They they know what they're talking about when it comes to the game of bowling, and they see it through their eyes. And if I see it through their eyes as well, I, I mean, I just go with the flow. So. And one of the cool things we had just recently was an announcement. Uh, you had mentioned Coach Kearney that she was uh, being elected to the PWBA Hall of Fame. So that's got to be something yeah, that she's pretty pretty excited about. I got to imagine. Yeah, I'm so happy for her. I mean, I don't really, we don't really talk outside of we see each other in the bowling alley, but like, I, I'm very happy for her. Uh, she's earned every single thing she's gotten. Um, she's one of those people that, you know, although she's, I mean, I've, obviously, you know, I can't really, you know, compare my game to her. We throw it completely different, but she's one of the people I really looked up to being an African American, myself being African American, you know, just trying to pave the way for us youth bowlers, which we what she did amazingly um so I, I really do thank her for that and i i'm happy for her and everything she does and i just can't wait to work with her 
Cameron, as yeah, as you guys uh, wrap up February, you have the Hoosier Classic. Now that's always always one of those highly competitive tournaments. And and me and Steve have um, we we've talked to um, talked to the Lane Man for that. So there's always that trick that oil pattern that we hear is put out there, the Hoosier Classic. But how do you, how does your team prepare for the Hoosier Classic, or, or do you guys treat it the same as you do every pattern, or do you do anything different when you're heading to a tournament as uh, as prestigious as that one, or, or what's your preparation and what's your mindset heading into an event like that? Um, obviously, the Hoosier Classic is uh, one of the biggest tournaments of the year. It's the start of the postseason, technically. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, right? I think. Yeah. Boy, it is, it's a big one. Yeah, I think it, it it's the start of the postseason. So, I mean, uh, every team is there. The best of the best are there. Uh, how we prepare is we, we try to think outside the box before that tournament. We know Nick Hoagland uh, loves trying to trick people when it comes to lane patterns. You see one thing but and you think it's the right thing and it might work for three or four frames, but then six frames later you got 130 up there and we're like, what happened? You know, so <laughs> we try to think outside the box. We try to see what happens. Um we, we try to get as versatile as possible because he tests your versatility. Uh, you saw that on team trials, the first display. Um, he, this is the first year, I believe, he made the patterns, and you see what happened. Like, scores are lower. Versatility was very, very key on that. So I, we, we, know, we know what Nick Hoagland does. We know he's great at his job. Um, we know uh, that we got to come prepared, and we got to – spare practice is huge as well. We shoot a lot of spares before the Hoosier – before the postseason in general. Um, so we hopefully we come prepared. We come with the game plan. We all just stay together and, and keep the chemistry and the energy up. And I like our chances. And you definitely got to come with your spare ball. That's probably the most important yeah. piece of equipment <laughs> you have. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the Hoosier knowing those <laughs> tournaments with Nick because we we've had him on the podcast before, and, and that is funny. That is the you know that is one thing you know is is you know when you look at the challenging uh, the, the 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 amount of challenge there is to a lane condition and and how challenging there's definitely. You know, if anybody starts getting comfortable and maybe strings two or three strikes, he he looks uncomfortable when that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you gotta you gotta make spares. You know, that changes 190 to 140, and 140 is not very good. So, and 190 feels like 240 at the Hoosier. I remember. I mean, that, that was only. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. What's up? <laughs> that's exactly right. I mean, that's a. And I remember even a little bit of a different format last year. You know, because of COVID, there was. It was kind of juggled into maybe four different small tournaments, like with some, you know, it was just kind of, I guess, kind of back to a little bit more of a traditional format for this year in Indy. Yeah. Um, last year, we had the uh, uh, St. Ambrose. We only both the, the two tournaments where it was five traditional games. Um, we we won one of them. I think we took the third or fourth in the other one. But um, the year before that, when we both the Hoosier, we qualified fifth, and then we ended up winning a match play, um, which is a blessing in itself. Uh, so this year, I hope we have the same success. Except instead of fifth qualifying, hopefully qualifying first. I mean, that's the goal for every team, right? They want to win the tournament, um, and we have the same goal as everyone else. Everyone else is trying to strive for that victory. So we're there with them. Well, awesome stuff, Cameron Crow. Want to thank you for being here on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast. All the best of luck to you and everyone at St. Ambrose University. We'll be uh, catching up with you guys and certainly paying attention to you as you wrap up the 2021-2022 collegiate bowling season. So um, all the best, and um, we'll be catching up with you guys again. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me again. I appreciate you guys.